0: Today from New Jersey, it's the SNL Nerds, the show where two comics from New Jersey nerd out about Saturday Night Live. I'm your co-host, John Trumbull. And I'm your co-host, Darren Patterson. Yeah, Darren Patterson. Yow! Give me a little punch.
1: (laughs) Mm. Hoo-ha! Yeah. Got you all in check. Mm.
0: Car. Let me tell you something, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. We're going full Hulk Hogan. (laughs)
1: Yeah, people can't see it at home, but when I get ready to do this podcast, I, like, run into the room, you know, I knock over chairs, and I just get on the microphone and hit play, and, like, let me tell you
0: something, brother! I always rip off the shirt that I'm wearing at the beginning of every podcast just to get the energy pumped up, and it's really getting expensive.
1: Yeah, like, you live in an apartment, so your neighbors must be like, what's
0: going on in there? I'm going. I'm going through my wardrobe really, really quickly, and uh, I can. I frankly cannot afford to keep buying a, a shirt every single week. Yeah, I, I hear you. It it gets pricey. It gets yeah. Pricey. It gets pricey. That's that's the thing that people never get into about Hulk Hogan. But uh, yeah, it's it pricey.
1: Yeah, just tons of ripped up, torn sh- rags everywhere yeah. you look. Is-
0: yeah, and, like, and you try to, to all recycle them. You try to use them to like you know do a little dusting around the house and stuff. Yeah, but, I mean it's it's a lot. I'm just saying. It's, it's I lot. think
1: yeah, I think it's the reason why you see so many Hulk Hogan quilts because I think I feel like he just like mm-hmm. kind of knits them together, makes like a nice little patchwork quilt out of yeah. all the uh, tattered and torn up T-shirts and headbands and uh, who knows maybe even uh, spandex underwear. He's had throughout the years. Ooh, you know.
0: okay. This went in a very disturbing direction. And I'm Did what? I'm just gonna nip this in the bud right now. I don't want to go any further down this road. John, yes and come on. What's going Yeah, no, yes and until you get to Hulk Hogan's underwear. That is the I forget- first rule of improv.
1: I forgot what it's called. Like the uh not not unitard, but like the Spandex underpants. They're called underwear, right? Like his his uniform, uh, right?
0: Yeah, I guess. I guess it's a uniform. All right. Stop making me think about uh, Hulk Hogan's genital area. <laughs> I never stopped. That's that's not going to end anywhere good. All right,
1: fine. Jeez, okay. what kind of this is? You're not going to make a Harold with this attitude. That's
0: all I'm saying, John. Okay. Okay. This is a herald that does not need to exist is what I'm saying. (laughs) All right. So let's, let's get to the reason that we're here uh, (laughs) to talk about about SML and not about Hulk Hogan's underwear. We'll save that for the Hulk Hogan underwear podcast. Um, All right, but yeah, this week we're covering uh, Saturday Night Live's latest episode at uh, season forty-seven, episode fifteen, from March twelfth, twenty twenty-two, with Zoe Kravitz and Rosalia as the musical guest.
1: Right, uh, Zoe Kravitz having a banner year so far with the, being in The Batman. The Batman, uh, you know, you yes. the Batman. You probably Batman. known it from uh, The Batman. <laughs> uh, you probably known it from other stuff: Big Little Lies, uh, The High Fidelity. Uh, Hulu show uh, hmm. that was uh, cancelled. Um, that movie uh, Kimmy, the Steve Sodenberg film. And, you know, she also did the voice of Mary Jane and Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse. Like, she's, uh, she's been everywhere Perfect. for yeah. a while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was also the voice of the Catwoman in the Lego Batman movie. So it all, oh, look
0: at that! All, yeah, I'd forgotten she did that first. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so she exactly. Had prior Catwoman experience, which is yes. always important when you're hiring a Catwoman. I mean, right, you got
1: you got to put that on your resume.
0: You got to look into the, like did did they play a Catwoman somewhere in their previous nine lives? Because uh, that's oh. important. Because you can't, you know, it's very tough to Catwoman just right out of the gate like that. You got to ramp up. Yes, if you have like
1: previous Catwoman experience, maybe a Catwoman internship at some point, mm-hmm. something exactly. like that. So. To let your employer know that you're ready to take on all the responsibilities that comes with
0: being the Catwoman. I personally, I always like to promote my Catwoman from within. So, yeah. (laughs) Hmm. It's good that she did the Lego Batman movie first, is what I'm saying. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: And, uh, yeah, so this episode, uh, Zoe Kravitz, Rosalia. um, Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk about our initial thoughts before we dive in, or should we just dive in?
0: Um, I don't have too many initial thoughts, but it sounds like you do. I, hmm, I, I mean, I'll get to
1: right, just off the bat. I this episode was a bit—I'll say a little bit on the weaker side. And as we talk mm-hmm. about the episode, you'll you'll hear you'll hear why.
0: Well, that's good because we have time to fill on this podcast, <laughs> so it's good that you have things to say. Um, yes, all right, us well, exactly. let's, let's get into it. We start out with the White House TikTok meeting cold open with uh, Joe Biden meeting with top TikTok creators to find out about um, what to do in Ukraine. And I honestly forget the whole rationale behind this. Uh, uh,
1: do you remember? Shoot, I, wish, uh, I wish I wrote it down, but I did not. Uh, yes, basically, it's... I believe, like... Uh, in the Ukraine, they're they're kind of cracking down on social media, oh, uh, with, okay. the oh, with the exception. Oh yeah, that's of right. Yeah, they,
0: they can't do Twitter. They can't do Facebook. So t- TikTok is one of the few vehicles for them to get information in and out. That was it.
1: Exactly. exactly. So now, you know. Uh, so now Joe Biden is figures. Well, I'll. You know, there's this new media called TikTok that all the young people seem to. Know how to use to get information out and come up with solutions. Maybe mm-hmm. I should talk to the primo TikTokers out there and try, try to figure out a way to solve this Ukraine situation. So, yeah, this is where we're at. We got, we got, um, you got, you got to be on TikTok to understand how the world works now, people.
0: Yeah, and it's you know, Joe Biden talking to TikTok creators, so it goes about as well as you'd expect it to go with a, uh, a 70. A man in his seventies trying to understand TikTok. You know, he doesn't get it. They don't speak his language, and you know, we we got the culture clash. Yeah, uh, we also have uh, Kate McKinnon as
1: Jen Saki, mm-hmm. who uh, who sort of is, is sort of like the uh, the voice of reason in it. Where she says, "Yeah, I said you sh- we should have these TikTokers in as a joke, and somehow it became a reality, and mm-hmm. here we are."
0: Yeah, uh, I enjoyed Kate McKinnon as uh, Jen Psaki. I, I thought that was a good characterization of her. Um, I I enjoyed Jen Psaki in life. Um, yeah, and
1: anybody who's like rational and sane, I enjoy yeah. you.
0: Yeah, yes. exactly. And it's it's fun like seeing uh, right-wing reporters ask her really, really stupid questions and she just like tears them apart without even breaking a sweat. It's pretty good yeah. That's my new kink. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you can find that on Porn Help, but I'm sure
1: it's, it's out there somewhere.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then we, of course, have the cold open kid, uh, James Austin Johnson, uh, doing his usual killer, Joe Biden. I, I enjoy his Biden. Uh, I, he's doing a good job with that.
1: It's a good Biden. It's a good Biden. And mm-hmm. uh, so with the TikTokers we have, uh, we have Chloe Fineman as the actress from the CW. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: that's sort of riffing from that thing on a few weeks ago where it was a, a some woman from I think Riverdale was like, "Oh, if I was your mother," and it was just, it was just very cringe. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. I watched the real thing, and I I couldn't get more than a few seconds into it. I was just like, "Do I need to spend any more of my life watching this?" And because I know from the first three seconds, it's dumb and idiotic. So, I yeah, I believe. One.
1: Yeah, no, no. I believe yes, that was uh Annalyn McCord who uh yeah, she uh, um, what was she? Like, like you said, she was on uh the CW series 90210. They never say
0: Oh, okay. that
1: no. she, that she is Annalyn McCord in the sketch, but right. they just called her actress
0: of CW, which I think that that's good. That's all you need to know. Exactly. Um, uh, who else did we have in there? There was, I know, Dismukes was in there. Uh, Keenan was in there as like an older guy who was like, "Oh, they're mistaking me for this popular TikToker," and I'm, I'm not a person who's into TikTok at all, so I don't know if these were like parodies of real TikTokers or if they were just things that the SNL writers pulled out of thin air. Do you have any? Idea? Uh, all right. Well, I believe um, Chloe's character, Annalyn McCord,
1: was based on you know her and. Right. Uh, was her poetry that was that she put out to take down Putin, which yeah. I don't understand. Po- poetry has never been used as a effective weapon in any any case, from from what I remember. Dismukes, um, I think, was like a general, you know, prankster. Was right. he, like? Well, he had a good line saying, "Yeah, I'm I'm a prankster and a rapper." Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe you heard of my squad, the Boo- Maybe you heard of my squad, the Boo Boo Boys.
0: Yeah, and the twist is that B- <laughs> Biden actually is a fan of them. I guess they're supposed to be like, you know, jerky boys type people or something like that. Um, or, or, yeah, like they... Yeah,
1: so like, oh, we play this prank on somebody where we're pushing down a flight of stairs. Hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and... Um, who was it? Um, well, Chris Red was uh, the singer Jason Derulo who just sings his own name a lot. That's kind of what he's known for. Uh, okay. Melissa Villas. Melissa Villaseñor was a character who just says Spanish words into a long tube behind people, which is right, another and thing. and that's like uh, one
0: bit, because there, there are many people who get famous online for just doing one stupid thing over and over and over, and then they're, that's they're right. famous or quote unquote famous until people get sick of them, and we move on to the next right. person doing a stupid thing over and over and over.
1: Yes, Chocolate Rain! And that's, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> remember that? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. oh oh, chocolate rain where have you gone uh the
0: then we also have ad
1: bryant as a 12 year old
0: yeah it and, and tur- turns out to be a uh uh, uh a right winger who's who's like a, a paranoid conspiracy theorist that was an interesting twist i i was just very eh on this open overall um at least it was relatively short by cold open standards, though. So that's something. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I think I like this a little bit more than you. And like, I think I like this more, a little bit more than the, the normal uh, cold opens. Just because, you know, as we said before, the cold opens have that thing where they, they just kind of bounce from idea to idea all over the place. At least yeah. this one sort of had more of a cohesive, uh, you know, arc to it and more of a a... a, a like a singular through line we could follow, where all these, you know, TikTokers were trying to figure out a way to solve the Ukraine issue, and like the little twist that where it had a uh, Bowen Yang come out as uh, the shirtless dude with a plunger stuck to his nipple, because yeah, that, that is, is a thing. thing.
0: That that yeah, was there's okay.
1: yeah, there's this thing where like a this dude had the plunger to his chest, and he just like kind of is able to like light matches with it. And like light candles and do all these tricks with a nip with a plunger on his nipple, and it's people are amazed by it. And it's uh,
0: I was not yeah, aware of this. So, I have "man with plunger stuck to his nipple" muted on all my notifications, so this totally oh. passed me by.
1: Well, you need you need to unmute that, baby. You're missing out on life. I don't,
0: I don't think I am. I really don't. <laughs> think I am. Um, I'm I'm going to disagree with you on that one, Darren. So okay, well, and and cold open for me, and you liked it a little more than I did.
1: I liked it a little bit more, just because, like I said, it had more of a a, like a follow through to follow through. I guess that's the word. It was more like a cohesive idea, where it's like, all right, this isn't just like a bunch of random ideas patchwork together, and you know, Frank like a Frankenstein's monster is just like one good idea, and they're just you know they're kind of letting it build and build till we get to. Uh, Bowen's big speech about how TikTok is like more influential than the evening news at this point as the camera zooms in on his uh, plunged nipple.
0: Yeah. This uh, open, by the way, was uh, co written by Colin Jost and Will Stephen. Uh-huh. So, okay. All right. Well, moving on to uh, Zoe Kravitz, uh, Kravitz's monologue. Uh, I don't know why I forgot to pronounce her last name for a moment there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Is uh, it she,
1: is it Kravitz?
0: Yeah, Kravitz. I I, I, don't, know. Kravitz? I don't know. Kravitz, Kravitz, Kravitz. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, she comes out, talks about how uh, she's playing Catwoman in the new Batman movie, and then Kate McKinnon comes out dressed as the Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman from Batman Returns uh, in a pretty good approximation of the Michelle Pfeiffer costume. Honestly, I was just impressed that they were able to get. Kate McKinnon into a Catwoman costume so damn quickly, because she really just had the opening credits, and that was it. Yeah, that's something I noticed, too, because, like, both Kate
1: and 80 were in the cold open and the yeah. monologue, so they both had to, like, hustle and get into their costumes. I was like, what? Oh, and uh, Chris Red too.
0: Chris Redd. Yeah, so, I mean, kudos to the, the costume change people at SNL who were aiding them in that quick change, because I don't know if they were, had to be like wearing components of the opening monologue outfits under their under their cold open outfits or something. I feel like there had to be part of that, but I yeah, don't.
1: maybe. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so it's basically in the cold in the monologue. Zoe Kravitz talking about how she's in the Batman. We have uh, Kate McKinnon come out as Michelle Pfeiffer '90s Catwoman, mm-hmm. and then she puts up the cat signal to summon all the other Catwomen. You yeah. get a uh, ego as um, as Eartha Kitt's Catwoman from the sixties, mm-hmm. where they say, "Yeah, that bat that Batman it was considered campy, but it was just actually just super gay."
0: Yeah, no, it was campy. Um, <laughs> 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 I don't hundred percent agree with that, but
1: yeah, I hear you. Uh, yeah, then of course we have 80 a- Bryant come in as a Catwoman. You know, well, of course, yeah. the stereotypical crazy a cat, cat lady. lady. Yeah, an actual cat in her uh, her shopping cart, wearing a a Garfield T shirt and cat ears, mm-hmm. and you know she has she she re, she recreates a show at at her home called Saturday Night Cat, and then yeah. Zoe's like, well, why don't you just call it Saturday Night Live? And it's like, ah, oh, damn it,
0: yeah, didn't think of that. And then finally, uh, yeah. Chris Red coming up as coming out as Cat Williams which um, I like the twist they put on this. I I kind of wish they'd taken it a little further and escalated it even more. Um... Yeah, like I thought the cold open
1: was, I mean, I thought this monologue was okay. It was definitely, I don't know, part of me kind of wish that they did like what they did with the other monologues where it's just the host talking about their lives and introducing yeah. themselves to the audience. But this one kind of, they went back to the old form
0: old-school monologue thing where, yeah, we have the, the cast members come out and do something wacky with the host. I mean, maybe they just didn't have much else to talk about. Uh, I don't know. So they went with an old standby. Um, I guess so.
1: I mean, yeah, but I mean, her Zoe Kravitz's parents are Lenny Kravitz and Lisa Bonet. Do you, you want to talk about that?
0: <laughs> I don't know. That's, I mean, or... you know, I, I think most people know that, and you know, what else is there to say about that? I don't know. I don't know. Like, um, yeah.
1: Jason Momoa is uh, my stepdad, and we're all super beautiful.
0: Yeah. Uh, by the way, yeah. this monologue was uh, co-written by Allison Gates, Jake Nordwind, Josh Patton, and Kent Sublette. Oh, and a uh, little note to the SNL writers. The reason Catwoman has a whip is because it's a Cat09 Tales. So
1: oh, I didn't know
0: that. Oh shit! That's that's why. And yeah, for some reason they they just change that to a standard whip a lot of the time. But no, it's supposed to be a cat of nine tails, which makes a lot more
1: ah, sense. That does make more sense. I've always kind of wondered. Yeah, she has like an really? Indiana Jones whip,
0: right? Huh. No, yeah, they. Uh, I I guess they changed it in Mattman Returns, and it's kind of been that way ever since. Um, Interesting. Do that. I will say, you know. It's it's just kind of a shame they couldn't get a few more Catwoman in there because Cecily Strong could have been a wonderful Lee Merriweather style Catwoman, but I understand mm. you you only want you only need one from the '60s series. And... Yeah, I thought I,
1: I yeah, like I yeah. thought I heard somewhere that like they were going to put more Catwomen in it, but I guess maybe they didn't have time or something.
0: Uh, maybe could be who wrong. knows? I mean, it, it might have been funny if they represented the uh, Halle Berry Catwoman. But you know, one that costume's kind of skimpy, um, mm. and and two, I don't know how many people remember the Halle Berry Catwoman anymore. That movie flopped yeah. hard.
1: I I I all right, I'll share. I actually did see that in the theaters with some friends of mine in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and yeah, it, that movie. I mean, I think we just saw it as like a as a goof because we had some free sure. time. I was like yeah, let's watch this movie, see how bad it is, and sure and that's enough, to half naked Halle Berry, ironically. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I I was watching it with some lady friends of mine, and I was okay. like, "Oh All yeah. No right. judgment. Yeah, and look, yeah, I mean, look, she she looked fantastic in the outfit. You know, abs for days. Yeah. But yeah, that movie was uh, woof, big old yeah, pilot of kitty I saw litter.
0: About half of it, um, years back, had would be at least a decade back. Um, and yeah, it is not good. It is just truly like, what the f am I watching? Um. Also, yeah. like, I don't know who the heck they, they could have play the Halle Catwoman. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, the, I mean, maybe Punky. I don't know. She could do it. Yeah, I guess. Sure. Um, yeah. All right. So, you know, I, I thought a fun idea. I liked it. I just, I wish they could have put it, maybe a few more twists on it. And, you know, like, you know, a cat lady, Cat Williams, and some other thing. But anyway, it was. Cat Cat Stevens. There it is.
1: I was going to say Cat Von D, but I like Cat Stevens better.
0: Yeah, or or Cat Von D. Bring them all in. Bring in all the cat people is what I'm saying. Yeah. Bring in the cats. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So next we have uh, the first sketch, uh, Maid of Honor. Uh, This was a wedding reception with uh, Cecily... Uh, getting married to Kyle Mooney, not in real life. Their their characters are getting married, or maybe they're getting married in real life. I don't know. As far as I know, they're both single. Why not? Maybe uh, those two no, no. kids are finding a happiness that's beyond the rest of us. Yeah, no, I think Kyle actually just got married. Not too oh, long. Oh, did so. he really? I hadn't heard that. I, bu- I
1: believe so. I think I remember seeing pictures on Twitter. I believe oh. he is. Uh, sorry, ladies. He's, he's right. spoken for.
0: All right. Well, she she locked that down. Well, congratulations to uh, Kyle Mooney. I hadn't heard that. That's cool. Um, yeah. So Zoe Kravitz is playing the maid of honor, and she just keeps revealing uh, heinous things about the bride throughout. Um, let's see the things I wrote down. Is uh, you know, if nine of my last boyfriends had killed themselves, I don't know if I could go on. And like, mm-hmm. lots of people called. Uh, her a monster, but I told her you're not a monster, you're just his math teacher, and <laughs> we found out at the end of the sketch that she's actually Suge Knight's ex <laughs> and and lots of this is new information to the groom who's just like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute wait, what's going on now? Hmm.
1: Um, yeah, uh, yeah yeah, so, yeah um, so Kyle is pretty much playing like the straight man role Like uh, kind of kind of the role we're used to seeing uh, Mikey Day in quite a bit. I was going to say that
0: I kind of wish that Mikey Day had played the groom in this because he is so good at playing incredulous and and confused and like, wait, why is this weird thing going on? Um, This sketch was written by uh, Dan Bula, Mikey Day and Streeter Seidel. I think it's a strong sketch. I I thought it was a strong way to start off the regular sketches of the show. Uh, I really Uh, liked it.
1: Uh yeah, I would agree. I thought this was a pretty strong sketch myself. Like one part I did like that, I feel like um a lot of people may have overlooked is when it starts. We see uh Chris Red. Chris Red is in a lot of these sketches, which we'll mm-hmm. get to. He's, yeah. he, he had a lot of work to do tonight. But like nice? it starts. Right, yeah, yeah. But uh, like the, the way the sketch starts is with Chris Red saying a joke about the groom and saying, "Hey, you know, you congrats you two create the kids," and uh, then he leaves. And then mm-hmm. we see Mikey. Come in, saying, "Oh, uh, you know, that's give it up for uh, the best man." I right. Thought the, yeah, I thought it he. Sounds, uh, it
0: sounds like the end of a longer speech, and then yeah, uh, and then you know, like Mikey comes back, and he's got he's like halfway through eating cake, and he's like, "Oh, I really thought that was going to be longer because you're the best man." <laughs> yeah, but I I, I,
1: I, yeah, but I like that just because like usually in the beginning of sketches like this, we always start in the middle or towards the end of right. someone saying something, so we just assume. Oh this is towards the end or the middle of somebody saying something and mm-hmm. comes to find out that was the whole thing. I thought that was like a yeah. nice little joke right there. That was uh, that was
0: cute. Yeah.
1: Uh, but yeah, then the sketch kind of like you said it's it's um it's Zoe Kravitz as the uh, maid of honor you know re- you know revealing all these horrible things about the bride to be mm-hmm. um you know saying oh, she's things. from the
0: Capitol as well. Yeah.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah, that one really shook me. Where, yeah. uh, which said, can You remember we went on that, uh, that big protest, and what did you say? And then Cecily says, I said, I'm going to storm the Capitol and I'm going to kill Mike Pence. Right. I was like, Jesus, Jesus Christ. They went there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty, it was, it was good. Like the way I like the escalation of it, mm-hmm. I like the,
0: um, I like the I mean, randomness of all the stuff we found out about her. I like, you know, the you're not a monster. You're his math teacher. Yeah, and um, and then maybe, and then we maybe cut. That was why they cast Kyle because he's a little on the younger side. So
1: maybe, yeah. And then they cut to um, Zoe's uh, child groom, and we get a quick little appearance by Martin Hurlihy, one of the yeah. PDD boys. Yeah,
0: yeah, that was fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I like things, I like other things that uh, Zoe said, like, you know, how um, Cecily's character has always been very supportive, saying things like, girlie, don't beat yourself up over that. Nobody knew that thing was loaded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, uh, Kyle being like, oh, did she, did she shoot somebody? Yeah. You know, and then, and then it just goes on and on and devolve to like, Cecily has uh, other kids that she's trying to get back. <laughs> that that called did oh, yes. yeah
0: and and they're all Suge Knight's kids or 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 were they all fathered by different men I, I'm I'm forgetting some of the details because I didn't rewatch this one
1: I believe they were fathered but well like it comes out that she hooked up with a lot of guys from uh, Jackass Steveo oh, yeah. Bam oh
0: that's right yes
1: uh there was another line that Zo- the one that I really like that Zoe said is like you know she can be a bit of a Bridezilla and not because she just she attacked the town of uh, Japanese people. <laughs> Things like that. I was like, "Wow, yeah, funny stuff." Like she's... Funny stuff. And it's like, "Oh yeah," she, and now you know, now she's happily married. She she erased all of those dating apps like Tinder, Grinder, mm-hmm. and then she pulls out
0: three phones to prove it. Yeah,
1: yes, Choke Pony. I deleted Choke Pony.
0: Uh, choke Pony. Yes.
1: Yeah, this one, I thought this was a pretty strong sketch. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I really dug it.
0: Um, I, yeah, I watched it. I was like, I, I totally see why you put this up front. This this is really working. Good stuff.
1: Yeah, so so far, so good. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, next, we have a pre-tape called Amazon Go, which uh, it's a new thing in like Amazon stores where they just use grab-and-go technology. You register your phone with Amazon Go when you come in, and it just automatically... Uh, adds up your purchases as you're there, so you don't have to go through like a, a checkout cashier thing. You can just put your stuff in your bag and leave. And <laughs> the, the twist in this is all the black people are very nervous. Yeah, and as they should be, because uh, yeah. I
1: think I remember hearing about these stores a while ago. There are actually mm-hmm. uh, there are actually a few of them in Manhattan, and yeah. Uh, yeah so basically, what you gotta do is you uh, download like the like a QC code to, just to get into the stores. So Right. Just to get in just to get into the place you got to have your you know your like a code little thing scanned on your phone to get in. And then once right. you're in, you just take all anything you want off the shelves, put it in the bag that you brought in and then you just walk out. Yeah. And like your Amazon account will get charged for whatever you took. And like right. the first time I heard that, I was like that that sounds like a scam. That sounds really sketchy. I don't
0: <laughs> yeah. I uh-huh. <laughs> Because, like, I mean, the joke is, like, every black person is just so wary of being accused of being a shoplifter. <laughs> They're all just like, oh, okay, so this is a trap. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, and, like, I actually, there, if you go on YouTube, there actually is, like, an instructional video that kind of walks through exactly uh-huh. how the store works, the actual stores. And like okay. a lot, and that video is actually a lot like this sketch because, like you know, they say, "Oh, it works through uh, deep learning algorithms and sensor fusion and computer vision," and like, <laughs> and I, I hear all those things, and I'm like, "I don't know, man. That
0: what does that mean, though? <laughs> yeah, that yeah. yeah. Um, I I really like this. I mean, I I like." I like that they used like so many people. You know, we have we have Keenan, we have Punky, we have uh, Chris Red in there, we have Ego, and they're all just like, nope, nope, not doing this, no. And and we we see that paranoia manifesting in different ways. Like, I mean, Chris Red is like, okay, I'm putting something back now. My bag is empty. <laughs> I'm walking out of the store, and Keenan is like, okay, I'm just going to leave cash for this anyway, and and. Uh, Very funny stuff. Uh, Cicely also doing great work as the uh, voiceover announcer. Um, Yeah, she she always does good voiceover stuff. Yeah, she. I mean, she she does that a lot on various fake commercials and stuff in the show, and she she just always kills it. Um, Right. For me, this was sketch of the night. This was really funny stuff.
1: I would say so. I would say. I would say. I I would have said the um, the maid of honor was the sketch until this came on. Well, you would be wrong. Wow! I was gonna say I would have said that was a sketch of the night until this came on. This is sketch right. of the night. Okay.
0: Well, you see the light now. See? All yes,
1: right. I. Yes, I see the light.
0: <laughs> that is—you've you, corrected your misapprehension that the maid of honor sketch, good as it was, was sketch of the night. No, yeah. this was sketch of the night, and I will not hear otherwise. Wow! Wow! You. Good day, sir. Yeah. Wow! You have strong feet. I nice said good day. Jesus Christ! Wow, we're in the red.
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the levels, man, levels. Uh but yeah. Uh, I mean, one of my favorite parts of this sketch was uh, we see Zoe with her boyfriend, uh, played by Andrew Dismukes, yep. and she's like, "Oh, they cool. They have the kombucha. I like." And he's like, "Yeah, that's great." And she looks at it and she's about to grab it. and she's like, "Uh, could could you grab it for me?" Yeah, you you better
0: grab it. <laughs> and then and then Dismukes is like, "Oh yeah, okay, yeah." And he goes, "I'm learning." <laughs> <laughs> it it just takes him a minute but then he's like oh yeah i get it okay yeah uh
1: yeah uh great sketch gets it at night it's yeah like i i I just love how they captured a feeling that a lot of people have you know especially people of color where it's like yeah this don't i don't mm, know i I mean it's it's
0: funny stuff with a point of view which is like my favorite stuff to see on the show um Great work by writers uh, Vanessa Jackson and Brian Tucker. And, you know, just here, here. Uh, nicely produced and uh, just home run out all the way around.
1: Here, here. I like how they said, you know, some people are skeptical. And Eggo's like, oh, some people. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was
0: great. That was great. Um, and, and again, Cecily can just nail that. Some people are uh, that just that clueless white lady voice. Yeah. <laughs> um, Yeah, so good stuff. Definitely my favorite of the evening. Um, Indeed. Next we had Porch Scene. Uh, This was written by Alison Gates and Kent Sublette with uh, Kate McKinnon returning as a character. I think she did this on, um, oh, which show was it? Um, It was the uh, Carrie Mulligan episode. Thank you. Thank you. I was blanking on Carrie's uh, name for a moment for some reason. Yeah, so she's uh, Kate's uh, playing this dorky character who's returning a classmate's calculator and they sit on her porch swing together and she seems to be into him. So Kate calls up her friend Jason to get advice and uh, yeah, she, uh, Kate plays the awkwardness really well. Yeah, it's good. I mean, this is
1: basically, if you saw the Carrie Mulligan uh, sketch, it's basically the same uh, mm-hmm. premise, the same, almost the same format, like beat for beat.
0: Yeah. It's basically the, the same sketch again. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was cute, uh, though. Um, I yeah, don't know if I, I was... needed to see this again, but it was fine. Yeah, like, um,
1: it was cute. It was kind of charming. It was, you know, the same thing where these uh, two, like, you know, I guess, high school or junior high school age kids who are, act older than they are, mm-hmm. like, uh, zo- you know, and say terms and do things that, like, only older people should be into. Like, at one point, Zoe's character. So it's like, oh, I liked how you did all the impressions of all the, uh, the cast members from Frasier. Yeah. And, and, and Kate's like, oh, well, you know, the Niles came pretty quickly, but I'm still working on my Ras. Sure. Like, you yeah. know, we stuff aren't like we that.
0: All, I mean, we uh, get right down to it. Aren't we all yes. just working on our raws, Our
1: inner Roz. Uh yeah. But yeah, I, I pretty much agree with you. It's like a lot of the same beats, a lot of them. It's basically, you know, the Kate and 80 show at this point, where we just see the two of them kind of yeah.
0: hamming it up and having fun. Uh, I, I feel I, like this was elevated by the performances. I thought everybody was performing well. I mean, Kate in particular. Um, yeah. I, I love yeah. the line, you know, I'm sitting next to the Hillary Duff of our algebra class. And you know, <laughs> when when he's asked to, when he's told to reveal something personal about himself, he says, I once got mono from a trombone. <laughs> that was a funny line. I did like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like the specific details like that. I mean, it was, it was funny stuff. Gigging <laughs> mono from a trombone.
1: Yeah, that one. That one made me chuckle. But yeah, for the most part, I thought this was okay. But yeah, it didn't really kind of, it wasn't anything I hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. But
0: it was still, it was still all right. Yeah, exactly. So passing grade. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, A s- solid C. Yeah. Uh, I might even go like B minus. Ooh, generous. Yeah um next we had uh, a sketch called princess and the frog this was written by mike uh DeCenzo, colin Jost, and ben silva this was a <laughs> spoofing the disney movie from uh, a few years back uh, princess and the frog and it's airing on disney minus which is the channel where they air stuff that uh they don't push as hard yeah i think um I'll,
1: i'm not a lot but like in the beginning of this sketch they were kind of hitting on the fact that like this movie came out i don't think it did super well in the theaters when it came out. And It's right. always been kind of a movie that yeah, people kind of forgot about and it's fallen it's... down the
0: memory hole a bit. I think it's mainly remembered just cuz it had the first black Disney princess.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I actually remember seeing this movie in the theaters. I took my my little cousin and I thought uh-huh. we thought it was all right. I think it was it had that old school hand drawn like uh, Disney animation and we right. thought it was nice, but yeah, I think a, a lot of people were just like, "Nah, pass
0: on this yeah. one." Yeah, I never got around to seeing that one myself, so I only know of it. I've never seen it. Uh, but we have Zoe as the princess, and then Chris Red as the frog, and who who just says, hey, you don't care that I'm a frog, and frogs don't have penises. And then Zoe's just like, oh, wait, what? Um,
1: yeah, that was a weird way to begin it, just because, I
0: don't know, it, it
1: feels like, I mean, I don't know if it feels like it, but it was like, oh, she was going to kiss and have sex with this frog until she found out he doesn't have a penis? Is that the takeaway well, from this? I mean, this? that's
0: the fairy tale. It's like she, she kisses the prince who's been um, magically transformed into a frog, right? And yeah, but like... Getting into, they're just getting into the realistic logistics of it, because apparently frogs really do not have penises. And then they they start explaining frog reproduction in in quite explicit detail. Yes, this sketch makes you laugh and think. I, you you learn something, too, and that's that's what's important. Yes. Um, it educates like innocence. I like the start of this. I, it kind of lost me when Kenan's character came in and then Andrew Dismukes comes in at the end as Occasion fly. So I yeah. thought it started out good, and then it just took a real turn, and so that really just lowered the sketch down a couple notches for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, I also thought the way it started was kind of weird because it starts with Cecily singing
0: about this movie, and I was like, do we really need this intro for this? Yeah, I, I mean, all you need is the Disney Minus intro. Yeah, honestly, I was forgetting that Cecily was there at all. Yeah, because she didn't really contribute anything to the sketch beyond that.
1: Yeah, and the one thing that really, like, kind of stuck out, that stood out to me was she was singing a song about how, you know, this movie is, even though it has the first black princess, it's still not a great movie, or it was, wasn't written well, and she's singing this song to the tune of another Disney movie, like the like the song she's singing is to the tune of Beauty and the Beast, right? And like, so part of me was like, why don't you use a song from The Frog and the Princess, or The Frog and the Prince? And like, I think the, the answer to
0: that movie. is that just people would not recognize it. <laughs> I mean, I like gun to my head, I couldn't name any of the songs from that movie.
1: Yeah, so that's like kind of insult to injury, where it's like, well, we could do a Princess and the Frog song, but no one knows a Princess yeah. and
0: the Frog, song. so so let's just do Beauty and the Beast. And people will know that. And it's like. I mean, look, I I understand the thought process. That is a Disney song that most everybody recognizes, whether you've seen the movie or not. You've heard, like, you know, Tale as Old as Time. Um, right. And uh, yeah, but uh, I could not name any of the Princess and the Frog musical numbers. You know, maybe you know, if i have seen the movie, but.
1: You know what the sad thing is?
0: I saw the movie
1: and I still couldn't tell you any of the songs from the.
0: Right, Princess and I'm um, part of the.
1: I'm part of the problem. I'm part of the problem. You
0: really are. I mean, I've long said this. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I've made up those placards. Darren Patterson equals <laughs> part of the problem. That was you. No. What well, you're not all of the problem. You're just part of it. You're you're a portion of the problem. Okay. Um, t- portion of the problem. I'll take that. Yeah, I'm not going to break it down to percentages. I mean, it it could be as high as sixty. It it could be down to, like, say, 43. I mean, I I haven't done all the math.
1: I like those odds. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't start the fire. Exactly. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, as far as the sketch, I'm kind of with you. Like, whenever they do a Disney sketch, I always kind of, like, kind of brace myself a little bit because I know it's going to be, like, a sex, dirty sex. They're going to take, like, this... Disney movie yeah. and just make it wildly inappropriate and fill it up with the dirty. And I'm fine with, look,
0: I'm fine with dirty yeah. sex jokes.
1: I'm, I'm no prude, all right? I'm, I'm, you I'm are a,
0: all for filling things up with dirty things, yeah. Yeah, which is oh, the yeah. yeah. Um, oh yeah. Problem. Yeah, uh, oh yeah. Yeah, that's very
1: true. But yeah, but like whenever they do it in the Disney, Disney sketches, it always comes off as not that funny or not that great. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, I feel the same way you did. Like when uh, Keenan came in as like the voodoo. As the voodoo witch doctor guy kind of right took on this, I, I mean it, it. helped a little I bit. Was like, I okay,
0: think this is a character in the movie, but uh, like, does the movie have a Cajun fly in it? What What was the point of the Cajun fly stuff at the end? I just I didn't get that. I didn't get why it made that turn.
1: I believe it does have a Cajun fly, like a Cajun firefly, in it, and you know, it's you okay. know, there's, there's always one of those characters in these movies, like you know, for you know, comedic effect, but like, like a Jiminy
0: Cricket type, yeah.
1: Yeah, but then again, I, you'd have to have seen the movie in order to understand that, and a lot of people didn't see the movie, and I saw the movie, and I barely remember that, Firefly. Right. But, uh, yeah, it was weird how like they just sort of totally kind of, I guess maybe had no way to end it, so they were just like, oh, let's put in this in a Firefly costume and have yeah, them do with Cajun extra. It, it just accent.
0: got very random at the end, and not, and not the good kind of random, so it just, I, I thought it started out with, you know, if, if they just stuck with the, the lack of the frog penis thing, yeah, I am there for that. Um, but but then they get away from the, the frogs have no penises thing. and I was just like, oh, well, my interest is waning now. Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, I, to put like a little,
1: some positivity in this, I thought Chris Reddit's performance was good. I liked how, mm-hmm. you know, how he talked about he doesn't have a penis. And then he talked about how frogs reproduce, where they just have balls that just shoot out the fluid. On mm-hmm. the female, you know, who yeah. needs a who needs a straw when you could just throw the milkshake right in your face? Yep. <laughs> things. And you know, some imagery there. Yikes! And like, you know, how he has a long tongue and he could do or he could do oral from like five feet away, <laughs> and like he he's, he was doing good. He was he was trying yeah. to save it, but yeah, like, no,
0: it was it was it was good stuff from him. I just
1: yeah. But yeah, like as, as the as the sketch went on, it just started to sort of the wheels kind of came off the trolley, and it was just like. Mm-hmm. Uh, this isn't this isn't working. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a step back, a bit of a stumble.
0: Yep. Uh, all right. Next, we had another pre-tape from uh, our friends at uh, Please Don't Destroy called We Got Her a Cat, mm-hmm. where it's just that Please Don't Destroy, guys, they decide to buy Catwoman a cat. And... Get it? Because she's a woman and you're going to give her a cat. Catwoman. Yep. And it's a woman cat. Because they right. gave Paul Rudd a man ant because he's Ant Man, so that's what they do. That's like the thing they do. And as mm-hmm. soon as Zoe Kravitz opens the door to come into their office, the cat escapes, and they can't find the cat, and they're they're all freaking out. Right. Um Yeah, and it's it's
1: I don't know. Like I I like this sketch, but part of me is starting to feel like I've kind of seen it before. Because I, I think oh, I'm, are
0: you are you getting sick of the please don't destroy formula? I I
1: don't want to say. I don't want to say I am, but I am starting to sort of notice wow. that. I am starting I mean, to, no- yeah, I, because I, I guess, hmm, like I said, it doesn't maybe feel as new and fresh to me as it used to.
0: Okay. I'm, is that, okay. Wow. I'm, like, I, I'm surprised to hear that. I thought you were still digging them. Um, no, I,
1: I do like it. I still dig it. But, like, now I'm like, oh, I see what happens. Like, it starts off kind of, it's like a Pixie song, where it starts off kind of low and quiet with something low stakes. Then it, gets, then it shoots up to 100 and gets crazy and frenetic. And right. uh, a lot of a lot of quick cuts, quick cuts, quick cuts, and then we get maybe a celebrity cameo. And then it goes and slows down for a little bit. Then it goes back up and heightens, and it's all pandemonium. And it goes crazy, and it's just like yeah. a lot of like you know quick cuts, quick cuts, quick cuts, quick jokes, quick jokes, and then it kind of goes back down again, and it calms down, and then it ends on like a nice quick little bit of insanity, and it ends. Like I'm, st- I think I'm starting to see. The, the pattern, like the template. Yeah. Well, please yeah, don't destroy no. scabs. I mean,
0: when you put it that way, I, I totally see it. Yes.
1: But, uh, but I mean, it's still enjoyable. Like, I liked how, you know, they say the cat's name is a snuggle buck and they have to get it. And, like, immediately once Zoe sees the picture of it, she's like, let's get this fucking cat. And they, they tear apart the place. They tear apart their writer's room. At one point, Ben just uh, smashes a beer bottle against a wall, just throws it against the wall for no reason. I-
0: I, I liked it when they opened up the drawer and they were like, oh, did you find the cat? And he's like, no, just a stupid dog. And then he just closes the door, the drawer. <laughs> right. And uh, we, we also get a celebrity
1: cameo. We get uh-huh. uh, Paul, by uh, Paul Dano, who has been hiding underneath
0: the guy's couch. Yes. Yes. And Paul Dano, of course, playing uh, the Riddler in the new Batman movie. And uh, he says, yeah, I'm I'm just here. I'm researching a new movie I'm doing about three guys who suck. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they yeah, got to get it, and, they,
1: yeah, a little self-deprecation humor. Just got to get it right in.
0: Yep. Yep. You know, it's it's fun to see, you know, celebrities making cameos and just saying that the Police Don't Destroy guys suck. Um, right. But yeah, what I'm getting is uh, you no longer like the three uh, the Police Don't Destroy guys. And, no, I, you no. and you wish they would go away.
1: No, um, no. I I I'm
0: accurately representing your opinion there. I did not say that.
1: I did not. Right. Guys, please don't destroy guys. You, you guys are fantastic. Uh, no, I, no, I, no. I love you. Yeah.
0: Then uh, Just know that Darren hates you. I hate you. Whoa. He wishes you were no longer on the show.
1: I did not say that. I did not directly say that.
0: What I said. Directly. I did not directly I, say that. That is an unusually specific denial.
1: What I said was, like, I'm starting to see. I, I'm just saying I hope I don't see this same type right. of format happen over and over and over again to the point... You, you want to see them
0: vary it up a bit.
1: Yes, I would like to see them vary it up a bit. Like, I hope it. Yeah. I don't reach the point where it's like, this seems like old, you know, hack and old hat at some point. Because, like, the, I mean, they're not, they're still young. Like, they're still mm-hmm. new to the show. Like, I think they joined the show, like, back in October when they came out with a sketch like this oh, yeah, back then. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, wow, this is fantastic. This is what mm-hmm. SNL needs. But now it seems like they're doing the same thing over and over Again. And while it's still good, yeah. it's like, oh, is this all you, you want to see what do? else is in their bag of tricks? Exactly. I just hope they're not like one trick ponies, whereas like this is all we do. We Yeah. We uh, I mean
0: yeah, familiarity breeds contempt.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Yep. But all I right. did like this. It had like a lot of good quick jokes. It's like uh like what you said, like at one point Ben just pulls out a drawer and there's a cute puppy and then they all stop to be like, Oh puppy. Yeah, you know. Things like that are cute. At one point, we see uh, John just typing on the computer furiously, be like, "Come on, come on, come on!" Yeah, (laughs) like things like that. I thought I thought were good. So yeah, this is a good sketch, but um, I'm I'm just hoping we can switch it up a bit more.
0: Okay. All right. That Mm. that's fair. Okay. All right. Next, we have old home movies. This is. uh... Of a family watching their dad's old home movies. Uh, we got uh, Zoe and Chris as the kids, Ego as the mom, Keenan as the dad on the tape, and he's uh, telling the kids what their mother doesn't know. Um, we find out he blew his whole retirement funds on JB Smooth's new betting app.
1: <laughs> yeah, again uh, another sketch with Chris Red. Chris Red, he's on fire this episode. He was he was a busy man this week. Yeah. I think he was in like uh, seven sketches. Wow, which is
0: like pretty bonkers. I didn't tally it up, but okay. I'll tally it up uh, now. But like, I pretty—he was in a lot. Okay. Uh, we find out he had a, a secret daughter because he was a sperm donor back in the day, and he was like, "I did not know they would be using my sperm for that." And, and everyone's <laughs> like, "What did you think they would be using your sperm for?" Um, and he leaves his son his penis pump. Oh. Um, this was another sketch. I I liked the beginning of it but I thought it had no real ending. Um it just petered out. I thought it was like the erectile dysfunction of comedy sketches. the <laughs> beginning and then it just oh well that was disappointing. Yeah. Um,
1: yep. Wow, that's uh sounds like my prom night.
0: But yeah, I agree.
1: It <laughs> Yes, I think um I mean it had a pretty good idea where Mm-hmm. the family was watching um, what appeared to be uh, Keenan Thompson telling his parent t- parents telling his uh, family about you know if you found this tape that means I'm dead and you know, Let me right. tell you and like he was telling all these things about him like you said like the sports betting app the fact that he um, had a secret daughter out there mm-hmm. and I like yeah. this line where he said I have a secret daughter but like it's not like that I would never cheat on your mother raw and then it got yeah. caught- to. It got this a reaction from the from the audience where they're like, "Oh, hmm. <laughs> you can kind of see it on Keenan's face, where it's like, oh, they weren't.' The audience wasn't comfortable with that.
0: Oh well, I did, I did like it. They occasionally fast forwarded through the tape, so we see Keenan just like doing fast motion because, of course, Keenan's doing this live. Um, yeah, that fast stuff in there, but again, the, the, the ending was just, eh, so it really took it down. Yeah. The fast motion part, that kind of reminded me of, remember that sketch
1: where, uh, Jan hooks plays like, I think Betty Davis or something.
0: Oh yeah. She, she had to do a lot of quick changes. I remember
1: that. Yeah, wee, 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 wee. That reminded yeah. me of that. Uh, I mean, the audience liked when Keenan did the fast, you know, fast forward, uh, motions. Um, but yeah, this sketch didn't, it, it didn't heighten. It was just kind of meandering it was just kind of like like at one point he can't remember jamie fox's name then it kind of goes off on some other tangents and like you said the erectile dysfunction and the his idea for a movie the dallas city uh that that is that dallas city bouncers and uh it was just like i was like all right where is this going and it didn't really go anywhere
0: yeah, and it just, yeah, just it just it, it got very random and for me just really petered out. So that was I was just like, oh, okay, well, I guess it's over. Um, so yeah, it just kind
1: of it just kind of ends too. It's Just like, all right, um, yeah, yeah, all right, and then <laughs>
0: then it just Irish
1: goodbye away
0: like, <laughs> exactly it was an irish goodbye you just like turn around in the bar and you're and you're like oh well i guess my friend left 20 minutes ago okay <laughs> oh oh and i i gotta pay his tab great <laughs> oh no okay erwin uh, Gobra. <laughs> um so i i don't know not not much else to say about this one just uh, yeah a bit of a dud bit of a dud um next we have our musical guest for the week rosalia She did, of course, two numbers, uh, Chicken Teriyaki and La Fama. Um, Don't really know what either one of the songs were about because they were all in Spanish. Right. Um, I mean, both. Yeah. So both these songs,
1: I I don't have much to say about them at all. I guess both the songs were okay. They're kind of low tempo. The beats were kind of, you know, like Casio beats. They're kind of whatever. I mean, I mean, she was she was given a performance, but yeah, it didn't it didn't. Do anything like sort of pump me up, or I yeah. guess maybe pump up the audience. It, it was kind of reminding me of um when a uh, bad bunny performed, where like it the singing was okay, but there wasn't anything to really there wasn't much energy in it. Maybe that's it, there wasn't yeah. a lot of it high just, energy, in.
0: yeah. It didn't really uh rise above the level of fine for me, and yeah, you know, I was just like, hey, this is all foreign talk. And, uh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, that's oh. <laughs> Okay. So, you know, nothing, nothing, yeah, I mean, you know, when you don't know what the singer is saying, um, there's not too much for you to hook into. You can just sort of appreciate the sounds of it.
1: Yeah, and I, I think also the, uh, I mean, her, her, her first performance, she was wearing, like, a leather jacket with just, through one arm, kind of like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Bad Boys did back in the 90s, so that, that was like, all right, that's a fashion choice, and then the second performance, she, she looks like she was wearing, like, a, a comforter or a sleeping bag. It was like a very, a,
0: it was this big white puffy thing, yeah.
1: Yeah, with like a doily on her head. I
0: was like, "All right, well that's that's a look." Yeah. But uh yeah. I uh, I find that these musicians, they all they often like to dress in an eccentric manner. You don't say. They wear things that maybe the person the typical person on the street does not wear. Oh. There's a thing that sets them apart and gets them attention.
1: Eccentric
0: musicians? I've never mm-hmm. heard of such yeah. a thing. I know, I know. I, don't know, I, I do declare. I was quite startled to learn of this, too, my friend. <laughs> so, so yeah, not too much to say about uh, Rosalia, I'm afraid.
1: Yeah, I thought they were just okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing, uh, nothing uh, didn't, didn't rise above that for me. Just passable.
0: Yep. Uh, so next we have a weekend update with Colin Jost and Michael Che. Hey, Che, uh, Che, Che! Uh, yay for Che! Um. I didn't. I didn't write uh, too many uh, notes about the jokes they had. I thought. I thought it was a decent weekend update. Uh, not too much that struck me. I think the main line that struck me was Chase line. He said, uh, "Tuesday was International Women's Day, so I hope you all remember to smile." Hey, um, loved that it. That one really got me. Just, it's just so. I really love that joke. It's just. It's just a great joke, man.
1: That's the one I wrote down too. That I was liked. I like. Yeah. All right. That. Uh, I also like the one joke where they're talking about how Russian is no longer going to uh, export cars to oh, yeah. uh, to people. You know, but you know, a Russian made car is just a drunk bear and roller skates. Yeah,
0: yeah. That was a, things... that made for a funny visual. Yeah, things like um... that that were funny.
1: Um, I also like Trey's joke about how gas prices are so high that America may have to move him move back in with its ex. Then it showed us. Yeah. Uh, a picture of U.S. invades Iraq again.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: um, but, yeah, for the most part, like, the jokes were okay, but again, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, there's, I don't know, throughout a lot of the show, uh, I mean, I would say up to this point, all, everything else is, like, kind of okay, but nothing really was, like, super strong to me.
0: I, I think Amazon Go was super strong, and I think Maid of Honor was pretty strong, but right. yeah, the rest of that, it's been kind of an ass show. For me, the real standout in this weekend update was the death segment with uh, Alex Moffat returning as Terry Fink, film critic Terry Fink, doing his Oscar predictions uh, while he's taking LSD. (laughs) (laughs) As you do. As you do. Um, And he's watched every film in the last 48 hours, not just the Oscar nominees, every film. Um, And I've really come to enjoy this character. Uh, Moffat's done it, I think, once or twice before. And I, I don't think I really realized until this time that he's he's doing a Casey Kasem impression. Oh, I okay. It is a hundred percent a Casey. You know, it, I mean, it's just it's got the Casey Kasem rhythms and cadences, and yeah, and hmm. uh, because he's on LSD, he he's got all these mistaken assumptions about the films. He thinks that the film Power of the Dog is about Dog the Bounty Hunter. Right. He credits us.
1: But yeah, he credits Encanto as being drawn by uh, the Zodiac Killer.
0: Yes, yes, and uh, he he thinks that uh, the film Belfast stars uh, Johnny Knoxville and the guys from Jackass. Yes, and he also talks about how he was
1: forced out of the theater by uh, Regal Cinema's strongest teens.
0: Yes. And I liked how one bit about three-quarters of the way through, he just sits there and has these odd facial expressions because he's obviously having a flashback of some kind.
1: Yeah, those Um, parts I thought were good too, where like he's not saying anything, he's just kind of staring off into the distance and there's this long pause where he's like in his own mind and everybody's like, what's happening? Yeah, and he just starts (laughs)
0: twitching and (laughs) making odd expressions. Uh, Really nice performance by Alex Uh, Moffat. I thought, yeah, it was good stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, this was a... This was a hoot. I mean, Moffat, like, uh, it's like I said, like, ever since um, uh, Beck Bennett left the show, you know, that Moffat has sort of filled in that slot as, you know, uh, a generic everyday white guy. And he's, but he's able to show and he could do a lot more than just that. And he's able to sort of spread his wings more. And we get to see mm-hmm. him doing more and more things where people are like, oh, wow, that Moffat guy's is really funny. And like, yeah, this Terry Fink is like, I think one of his breakout characters one of his best characters i really enjoy it whenever i see him uh Mm -hmm. on a weekend update
0: and i I don't feel like they've driven that character into the ground yet um so yeah it was good stuff that that segment was written by alex moffitt and will steven so Mm -hmm. nice job to those two gentlemen
1: okay uh do you want to talk about the other guy dan bulldozer
0: um don't have much to say about it. It was it was Cal uh, Moni doing a character. He's wearing like these fake muscular arms. You were telling me before we started recording that that's based on a real TikToker or somebody like that.
1: Yeah, it's based on this guy Dan Blazarian, who's like a influencer and like poker player. And okay. I just I quickly just went on his uh, his Instagram and dude, it is literally just pictures of him shirtless, surrounded by beautiful women. Like that's all it is. <laughs> And, okay. um, so I was like, all right, I, how, I'm not sure how this influences people, but okay. And, um, yes, yeah, so, but apparently he has like a bunch of followers and I guess he's able to, you know, he was able to finagle this whole thing into, a, you know, a, a money-making, uh, I don't want to say Ponzi scheme, but a career. We'll say, we'll call it that.
0: No, you would <laughs> call it a career. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And this, so this is the character, Dan Bulldozer. He's talking about the impact of social media. Um, honestly, my attention wandered pretty quickly uh, on this. I didn't. I didn't watch it very closely. So, yeah, he had a few
1: good lines here and there. Where when he's talking about writing a book, and he's talking, and he says, and that's another thing. Like he has like a really like his voice was like deepened. Kyle Mooney's voices was like electronically deepened because I guess Dan. Oh Blazerian, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, that was a. I guess because Dan Blazarian has a deep voice, so you know Kyle Mooney was saying things like you know why. Why, is writing, why do people say writing is hard? Writing is super easy. All you have to do is write it out. <laughs> and like him saying things like, yeah, this new book I have, it's kind of like Hemingway, but for guys. And of course, mm-hmm. it's called Ass Book. Um, but yeah, this, I mean, this segment, it feels like it was half written and like they were kind of writing out the rest of it while he was performing it <laughs> on stage. It really does. It feels like... Yeah. I have sort of an idea for a, for a segment. But we'll I'll work for,
0: it all out on air, don't yeah. worry.
1: <laughs> when the red light goes on, we'll we'll work it out then.
0: Inspiration will strike. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, but yeah. It, it was like I could have done without this, quite honestly.
1: Yeah, I agree. It was I mean look, I like Kyle as a person, but yeah, this was like like halfway I was like, where is this going? What is the point of this? What what are you trying to say? I don't uh, like and then he kind of went on and on about this, like, ancient story about the father and the and the girl. But then he intentionally messes up the story. And I was like, all right, well, what's the point of... What is the point of this? At the at the end of the whole thing, I was like, what? Why? Why, why, why? 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 Wow. Okay. And I Yeah, it was just... Uh, yeah, I was just like, what... Is, yeah, this was a... This was a dudder. It was really. an odd one, yeah. Yeah, it's like, I don't... What are you trying to say? What is what is, what is what is the point of this, John? That's what I was trying to. That's basically what I came
0: away with it. I I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Oof. All right. I I think we should just move on. What are you Let's move on? Let's move on. What's the point I mean, of that, John? I don't know. Again. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So, next we have a game show sketch uh called Word Crunch. Uh, it feels like they haven't done a game show sketch in a while. Am I right on that or am I misremembering? Uh,
1: let me think. Uh, off the top of my head, there was the Simu Liu episode. that did one there.
0: Okay. Um, well, that's a good long while. That was that was early in the season.
1: Yeah, that that might have been the last time I can, from what I can remember.
0: Okay. Well, this was uh, written by uh, Alison Gates and Celeste Yim. We have contestants, and it's like a word find sort of puzzle. And one of the contestants keeps finding the word "momhole." in there. And Andrew Dismukes, as the host, is just explaining, like, no, that's not a valid answer, because mom hole is not a word. Yeah. And it just keeps on doing that.
1: Yeah. I mean, basically, they explain it because they say, uh, yeah, well, we have a writer's strike, so we had our sound engineer write up all the, uh, you know, the script and all the puzzles for us. And, of course, the sound engineer is the wacky Sarah Sherman. And then we see her being her wacky self, like, hey, how's it going, everybody? And so I thought that, oh, okay, so Sarah Sherman's in it, so she's going to be the zany comic relief. She's going to be where all the comedy comes from. But then they don't do that. They shift it to Zoe, who is, like, Mm -hmm. the odd one, because she keeps finding the word mom hole in the puzzle, and then she gets- And she doesn't
0: understand why it's not a valid choice, and Disney keeps explaining to her. Uh, This was okay. I just thought it got a little monotonous.
1: Yeah, very much so. It's just basically them say it's just basically Zoe saying mom hole over and over again. Like basically the sketches, how funny do you find the word mom hole? Are you right. okay <laughs> are you okay with hearing and mom what, hole? What
0: is your threshold for finding that funny? Do you find yeah. it funny five times? How about six? How about <laughs> ten or more than a dozen? How about we, we say will mom? will find your mom hole limits in this. <laughs> this, is, this is a Rorschach test of a comedy sketch. We will push it to the limit. We will say mom
1: hole, him hole, corn hole, gay for yes. hole, mmm uh, hole, all the holes. Because yes. hole is oh, a funny word.
0: So many holes.
1: Yeah, and it's, uh, yeah, and like they just kind of hit that same beat over and over again where it's like, oh, why can't I say hole? She can say hole. I can't say mom hole. I want to say mom hole. And Mm -hmm. it's literally, that's pretty much the one and only gag throughout this entire thing. And then uh, it goes on, and then they find another puzzle with like a whole bunch of dirty words in it, like balls and butt and slit and titty. And then (laughs) towards
0: the end, they have one puzzle that just had like one word, but all uh, and all the other letters in the puzzle were bees. Um, Yeah. There were bees surrounded the word dad hole. Yeah,
1: and um, uh, so. mm. yeah. Uh, I mean, on the
0: plus side, Aristotle got into a sketch. He was one of the contestants. Yes, uh, he didn't have too much to do, but it was just nice to see him. I was like, oh, yeah. it's so nice to see him. But, like when I see Punky or Aristotle pop up in a sketch, I'm like, oh, yay, good for them. We did it. <laughs> even if even if they don't have much to do, I'm just happy they got ca- camera time. You know, <laughs> looks like we made it. <laughs> um, yeah, because
1: I'm balling for him. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this sketch, I was like, all right, this—they're just gonna say "hole" over and over again, and that's that's it. They sure uh, are. <laughs> they are gonna say cool. "hole"
0: over and over again, and you're gonna like it, or maybe you won't. That—that <laughs> uh, that is what I'm saying. You will find the limits of how many times you want to hear the word whole in a single comedy sketch. It's
1: like look, I'm I'm a pretty juvenile guy. I'll, i make no bones about it. I've always it, said this yes. Yes, I've I've said this time and time again. I'm Yes.
0: I'm, I mean, I'm that's my, on my placards. Yes. <laughs> you have that in the plaque? Why are you making all these placards? I have so many Darren Patterson placards you guys. <laughs> Do you have like a machine at home making all these placards? Hand done. Hand painted. <laughs> uh, because I care. I thought you were going to say, "Oh, I got a placard guy." <laughs> I, I should get a placard guy. If you should, well, if you know a good placard guy, uh, just at me on Twitter, uh, Trumbull Comic on Twitter. <laughs> we're in the market for placard guy. We need a good placard guy. Yes. Yeah. Uh but yeah, like it's. I mean,
1: the sketch is just this, them saying "hole" over and over again. And look, at, at first, the the word "look," the the word "momhole" is funny. It, it's a funny mm-hmm. word. Yeah. The.
0: Maybe. I, just, I just would have liked it better if they kept finding different uh, inappropriate things in the sketch. Yeah, no.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree. Like, it's funny maybe three, maybe four times. After that, and, it's like, all right. And let's... in like
0: a five-minute comedy sketch, I don't think you can like circle through. Because, you know, it's like funny, funny, funny. And then you hit that unfunny wall. And then you, you plow through that. And then it becomes funny again. But you can't really do that in the time of a 5 minute comedy sketch, you know.
1: Yeah. It they were really stretching that mom hole thing to, to its limits. Yeah.
0: They were they were riding that mom hole horse for all that it's worth.
1: Oh, boy. So <laughs> So yeah, um, this was uh this was an ah, for me this was like another miss. I was like, all right. Yeah,
0: it was it was more of a miss than a hit for me. Um Lastly, uh last sketch of the night we had a sketch called Don't Stop Believing" uh parentheses marching band which uh, a bunch of friends out in a restaurant and Bowen Yang talks about how his latest jam is a marching band version of the song. Don't stop believing.
1: Yeah. And that's pretty that's much pretty it. much it.
0: That's yeah.
1: Exactly I, what it says on the tin. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty much it. And then like he plays it on his phone, which is a windows phone. He's, you know, he says court Cortana play. Don't stop 11 by the Ohio state marching band. So Mm -hmm.
0: and then it's just because there's a typo in the in the title.
1: Yes, exactly. And of course the joke is, oh, he has a he has a Windows phone. That's hilarious because people not a lot of people have Windows phone and he has Cortana instead of uh what's it Lexi or Alexa or whatever. And um um, yeah. Yeah. And I I mean basically we've kind of seen this format before where it's a group of people getting together at like a house party or for dinner or something. One person is super into something and like they show how much they love something. And then they go on and on about how crazy they are about this one thing. Usually it's a song and then they sing the song with yeah, their hearts and, out. And like
0: everybody else in the table is like, what? I've never heard of this song. What? Oh, Oh, oh. yeah. And I'm a little sick of the, you know, Oh, you everybody else doesn't know the song? Let me describe this weird song in great detail and perform bits of it. And then and then usually at the end everybody joins in and like they did know the song all along.
1: Ha ha. ha, ha, ha. Yeah, it was uh, it's kind of so this is basically that, except uh everybody else is still unimpressed by the song, except for uh, Zoe Kravitz's character who's like getting into it. Uh they bring up yeah. Mario Kart. For some reason, throughout this, because like this song yeah. is uh, inspirational to them, like playing Mario Kart or something. Yeah. Um.
0: Mm. Again, this was this was one of the ones that's just like more weird than funny.
1: Yeah, I will say Bowen's performance sort of saved it because he was giving it his all. Yeah. I'll give him that.
0: He, he was, was giving like, it all, and he, his stuff was going over well with the audience. The audience obviously loves Bowen. Uh, it I was remember. a very enthusiastic crowd this week.
1: Yeah, everybody loves Bowen. Like yeah, Bowen was Bowen was putting in work in this sketch. He was working up
0: a sweat. He was he was <laughs> earning his paycheck. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like at one point he's like he's just standing up dancing, screaming, "Don't stop believing." At one point we see um Andrew Dismuse coming in saying, "Oh, who ordered the crudité?" And then Bowen's like, "Not now." And he just smacks the tray of food yeah. out of his yeah, hand. Yeah,
0: I mean that was cute. There were cute bits in it, but as a sketch overall, it it just didn't work for me.
1: Yeah, it I thought it was, yeah, the sketch didn't really work. I mean, just basing an entire sketch around, you know, this the marching band version of Don't Stop Believing is, I don't know, it's kind of thin.
0: Uh, but again, God, like... Look, we, hey, we stretched that premise out into four and a half minutes of airtime, and really at the end <laughs> of the day, at the end of the night, isn't that what it's all about?
1: At the end of the day, it's all about meeting the bare minimum. <laughs> it's
0: all about taking up the airtime.
1: <laughs> right. And, uh, and again bowen I'll, I'll give Bowen props for really you know trying to sell this and just really just putting his yeah. all into this thing he was he was sweating on that dance floor my boy yeah. was my boy was he,
0: working. leaving it all on the floor uh, absolutely and uh, uh leaving it all on the field that's that phrase uh and you're on li- the floor because he's he's like a stage performer so, yeah there you go he for floor fields you'll you're leaving it somewhere. They're they're both like relatively flat things that start with the letter F. So mm. you understand my confusion. You got it. You get there's it, guys.
1: There's a dirty joke in there somewhere, but I'll
0: I won't say it. Let's just leave it be. Let's yes. just leave it there. Let's leave it there, like Hulk Hogan's underwear.
1: Oh boy, there we go. Oh, full full circle. We call that a callback, oh, kids.
0: Brought it all back, people. Brought it all back. Call um,
1: back. And, uh, that's the
0: air show uh they have posted uh, one cut for time sketch uh a pre-tape called can i talk to you uh which involved mr chris Red trying to pick up uh, zoe kravitz and ego at a gas station as you do i'm, as I'm you sure can. that happens to them on a regular basis yeah
1: they're they're very attractive people so it's you yeah. know mm-hmm. we, we all know how it is right John? right jenny
0: Oh, I mean, I've got so many times I've tried to pick up women at gas stations and it never goes well. It always goes like this.
1: Yes. Uh, so, so it's always like you're wearing bags on your feet.
0: So, yeah. And he's like, so girl, you got it going on. Um, I like this because it gets bizarre. And I like that Chris Red's character is just not distracted by anything. He's just very single minded in his pursuit of them. He just, he wants to pick up these women. He wants to get up on in them. And, uh, he's like, so, all right. <laughs> and, yeah, And, and he brings Mikey out at one point and Mikey has a tail and Mikey gets killed and, and he's still, and Chris Red is still like, so girl, you fine. Yeah. I think at one point she says, isn't that
1: your uh, baby in the stroller over there about to go into traffic? It's like, yeah. So what if it is my baby? What's the... Can, yeah. I get... Can I talk to you though?
0: I mean, I, I like this. I thought this was pretty
1: solid. I, I wish it had been in the show. Uh, yeah, I thought it was an okay sketch. Uh, I, yeah, it does, it does escalate pretty well. And it is a lot. I'm, I feel like a lot of women had this, have had this happen where, like, some mm-hmm. dudes who's uh, maybe not the best kempt of people, you yeah. know, still have the, the, the gumption to talk to, uh, you know, a, a woman who uh, maybe has sh- wearing shoes and looks a little bit nicer than they are.
0: And, you know, And and they are... uh, And the women are obviously not into it, but nothing they say or do can dissuade the guy. And, yeah, I mean, Ego is just straight up like, I'm married, though, and she has a boyfriend, so... Yeah. Thank you, but, like, they're trying to politely rebuff them, and still the guy won't go away. And I'm sure there's hardly a woman alive who has not had that experience.
1: Yeah, I don't... I just want to say where some guys have that confidence. I mean, I... I have shoes, and I don't have that confidence.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> My car's not on fire. I mean, no. I mean, I I, I will get rejected ones, and then I will meekly walk away, and I'll be like, okay, well, yeah, mm. all right, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, but I thought the sketch was okay. I thought it could have ended a little bit stronger too, because it just ends with the women leaving, and then the guys were like, oh, they weren't they weren't that hot anyway, and then it's just yeah, kind of, yeah. I think I feel like I could have used something else, like. I, like, uh, I can, I can one part in the sketch, it had a bird take a dump on Chris Red's head. I thought maybe mm-hmm. it should have ended with the same bird pooping on Mikey
0: Day's head or something. It needed
1: like a, it needed something more at the I end. Th- th-
0: I think the, the kicker at the end was supposed to be, you know, Mikey Day's tail as they're wandering off. But ah, okay. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought that sketch was all right, but I feel like it needed, it needed more.
0: I think. Yeah. Okay. I agree. So, sort of a so-so show overall. It just, it, it felt very average outside of uh, the Maid of Honor and the Amazon Go sketches, I think. Yeah. Those were the not, only standouts for me.
1: Yeah, but, no, same. Uh, Maid of Honor, Amazon Go, everything else was pretty lackluster. It's like, I mean, yeah, yeah Please Don't Destroy was okay, but like everything else was pr- pretty like, I don't know. It, it's just, it's just kind of yeah, it was pretty lackluster, and part of me was like, I don't understand how come we have all these new writers and all these all these cast members, but we're still kind of putting out so-so material. I don't know. Part of me feels like we we should have stepped it up by now.
0: Yeah, but... well, I mean, it's just like we had such a peak with the John Mulaney show a couple of weeks ago, and then the the last two shows I thought were just real come downs from that, and that's it's. Uh, it, it's I, I'm sorry to see that.
1: Um, yeah. But uh, I mean the shade look the show going on a break, taking a yeah. f- taking a few days to recharge the old batteries. Taking so a
0: few
1: weeks to recharge the batteries.
0: Taking a few weeks. 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 So weeks. We're,
1: gonna, um, we're gonna see brand new, super awesome sketches when they get back. It's a guarantee Every, every
0: single one is just gonna be ha <laughs> ha all the way through. That's right. And, yeah.
1: Um
0: yeah, so I mean, you know, again, we're always pulling for the show. We, we always want it to be a good show. They always want it to be a good show. They're always trying to do a good show. Sometimes you don't get there, and that's just how it is.
1: Yeah, that's just the way it is. <laughs> do-da-loo, do-da-loo. <laughs> Some things will never change. Greendale's the way it goes. Um, yeah, oh, there. Wow, that was even better. Uh, so maybe we check our Twitter account, see what the, the, let's, people, let's see what
0: the people thought of this. Uh, you know what we thought of it now? Let's see what you folks think. Um, first, we got uh, Mr. Nick's store, uh, that store with two R's. Uh, he says, not a fan of this episode. Can't put my finger on it. Had a bunch of stuff that didn't connect with me. Highlights, Amazon Go. Weekend update, pre-Kyle. Ooh, wow. Ooh. <laughs> Singling out Kyle. Oof. And the 10-1 to sketch, which was just great because of Bowen's energy.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, again, Bowen's energy was probably the redeeming thing of that whole sketch. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got Mikey, good, our good friend Mikey with two E's. Mm-hmm. Ooh, boy, this was a rough one. I like the Amazon sketch, although it felt like something they that should have been done a couple years ago. Decent weekend update until Kyle's bit, which just straight up didn't work, and surprisingly. <laughs> Damn, people Kyle. People do
0: not like the Kyle bet.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, Kyle. Hey, man, we, I'm I'm sure you're a great guy, but... Mm. Yeah. Um, Congratulations and, on your marriage. <laughs> yes, mazel tov. And surprisingly <laughs> didn't like the PDD pre-tape. Rest was pretty average at best. Yeah, yeah. You
0: so th- this seemed like an off show for people.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Oh, and uh, Boardman gets paid, Lee, hot Lee board. Iron.
0: Yeah, uh, Boardman gets paid, uh, apparently getting the show on a tape delay, uh, says, Hi, dilly-ho, Twitterinos. I'm here a week late and an hour short on Oscar Isaac. Probably one of my favorite episodes this year. The Workplace is not a fan of one trying to slip raw intercourse into conversation, so I have this week to think about my actions. Y'all be good. Peace. (laughs) All right. Um, so, uh, sorry to hear that happened to you, uh, Boardman. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, I hope you're, you're getting paid during your suspension at least. Hope you learn something. Yeah. Oh uh, boy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but apparently
0: I mean, I, you don't let that dissuade you yeah, keep trying to slip raw intercourse into the conversation at work. Yeah. I'm sure that'll end well for you. I'm sure they'll, they'll catch on. I'm, I'm sure.
1: Cool. it'll. Be, yeah. I'm sure it'll be fine. As long as you don't, you know, work with kids or nothing. It'll be great.
0: It'll be totally cool. It'll be totes cool, man. Totally cool. And we look forward to hearing what you thought of the Zoe Kravitz Rosalia episode next week. Hooray. Hooray. (laughs) Hooray, Maybe someday we'll get synced up again. That would be nice. Yeah. Let us know, man. Keep us in the loop. Yeah. Um, so, so that's the show that's,
1: uh, yeah, definitely a, a come down from the Oscar Isaac and the, uh, Mulaney episode had a few yeah. things going for it, but overall, uh, uh
0: yeah. need, needs improvement. Yeah. 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 So, all right. Well, you know, we hope they come back strong. That would be nice. Absolutely. Uh, so, Darren, where we get? What are we gonna do next week with we no what SNL we, to talk about? Are we are we just gonna like close up shop for a week? Is that what we're gonna do? Is that how we're doing things now? Never, never.
1: <laughs> nothing stops. Nothing stops this train. Because yeah. <laughs> that's right. So yeah, so what we what we are gonna do is we're gonna talk about an SNL related movie, and we're gonna mm. do it on my birthday weekend. So yes, uh, as the yes. you got a birthday this week, this coming week, right? And uh, as the bylaws dictate, I get to pick the movie. And um, so we're going to go with a movie that uh, I I did, I surprisingly enjoyed. And yeah. I, ha- I have a feeling I got like, I think there's an 85% chance that you'll
0: like it too. I got a good, <laughs> I think that the. I good... like those odds. <laughs> um, you, yeah, you actually showed me the trailer for this movie. Several months ago, and I watched the trailer, and I was just like, "Oh no, that does not look good to me. I don't think I want to see that." So the trailer really didn't work for me. But then you, uh, you went ahead and watched the movie, and you were like, "Oh no, actually, it was pretty good." So, right.
1: So like, yeah. So basically, it's a movie that came out totally under the radar, and I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody saw it. It was you know during the midst of the pandemic, and it's a movie that really you know, just kind of fell by the wayside, didn't get any love, deserved more love. Folks, we're doing it. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. The uh, it stars Kristen Wiig and I think some other people who are not Kristen Wiig.
1: Kristen Wiig, written by Kristen Wiig and Annie Mumolo, the people who brought mm-hmm. us Bridesmaids. Because, like, I think I watched this because I was like, well, I liked Bridesmaids, so this movie can't be so terrible. That the people who wrote Bridesmaids, like, you know, like it, like the people who wrote Bridesmaids wrote this. So it had to be good good on some level. And sure enough, it was. So there you go. Yay. Uh, but, but yeah, so this movie has uh, Annie Mumolo, uh, Kristen Wiig. We got Jamie Dornan, who, of course, from um, Fifty Shades of Grey fame. We got, uh, who else we got here? We got Wendy McLennan-Covey from... Uh, the uh, f- that show on ABC that I'm three nine one one three 911. yeah I was gonna say the Goldberg. and the Goldbergs yeah, yeah we got uh, we got Vanessa Bayer's in it too another SNL alum oh that's cool yeah um but yeah like uh, I watched this movie just kind of on a whim it was on uh it's still on Hulu and I enjoyed this movie a lot more than I thought I would because I think this movie this movie came out like uh, about a year ago and it was that it was one of those things where they were doing um. They were releasing movies in the theater and putting it on demand at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anybody checked it out at all. And it was just out of the theaters in like a month. And uh, then it was before I knew it, it was on streaming on Hulu. And I just watched it and I was like, oh, this, this is actually pretty funny. So um, yeah, so we're going to watch and talk about a movie I think deserved a little bit more love. Barb and Star, go to Vista Del Mar for my birthday. Tune in.
0: All right, and we'll see if I like it. Uh, Darren's given me an 85% chance that I'll like it. And uh, if I don't, well, that'll get interesting.
1: I'll refund your money, sir.
0: Okay, well, that's good to hear. Mm -hmm. Oh, and uh, a couple other things we should mention. Last night's show uh, was the 200th credited episode for both uh, Cecily Strong and Aidy Bryant. So congratulations to them both.
1: Ooh, congrats. Confetti, confetti, confetti. Yay! Hooray! All right, not bad, my friend. And uh, that's the episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening, as always. Uh, as yeah. always, you can follow us on Twitter at SNL Nerds Show. Give us a follow, tweet at us, let us know what you like. Uh, don't let us know what you don't like because we're very sensitive and we don't want to hear that shit. Um, <laughs> and. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, and as always, you can um, hit us up at non-productive.com. That's where all the uh, SNL nerds episodes are. You can follow our Patreon there, give us some money, donate some dollars.
0: You know, it's my yeah. birthday. Skip- I mean, what, you know, whatever you can spare, uh, just an amount of money that you would not miss yes. if it fell out of your pocket. So, for you the, know, that's, that's what you should contribute. Uh, for the price you know. of a cup of coffee, you can help our, our little podcast. You can support your favorite uh, podcast, yes. Yes, and uh, you can also follow us on our individual pages. I'm at uh, Trumbull Comic. That's T R U M B U L L, and the word Comic.
1: And I'm at Darren Incredible, That's D A R I Incredible. Twitter and Instagram. Ha ha! Double yeah. tr- double and, trouble.
0: Uh, I should mention I've got uh, something out this week. I've got a piece in uh, back issue uh, number one thirty three. Uh, which you can order over at tomorrows.com. That's T-W-O-M-O-R-R-O-W-S.com. And I uh, write all about uh, the comic series Starman, and I interview the uh, artist and writer uh, for that, uh, Tony Harris, and the writer James Robinson, and all about Starman and Jack Knight, which is one of the standout comic series in the 90s. So please check that out. I'm very proud of that one.
1: Wow, as you were saying that, I didn't know if I should sing David Bowie Starman or uh, Mister Ro- Mrs. Robinson because you said Starman and Robinson. So,
0: you know, just uh, Starman. Starman would be more appropriate. As a starman waiting in the say I changed my answer. I Damn changed it. my answer. <laughs> All right. Um, you know you love it. Yeah. All right. So I think that is it uh, for us this week. Uh, Darren, you got anything else? Uh,
1: no, that's it. Let's let's land this plane, my friend.
0: Okay, we'll see you next week with uh, Barb and Star. Go to Vista Del Mar. But until then, nerd out. This has been a non-productive media presentation